Welcome back to Grant's Political Daybreak. I'm your host, obviously, Grant Ace. That My name's in the title of the podcast, so obviously uh, it's hosted by someone named Grant. But basically, I want to welcome you to the podcast if you're new. And basically, this is the podcast where uh, if you don't have the time to uh, research politics or you don't have the will to want to look up the news, <laughs> and I don't blame you, this is your one-stop place to understand the main important events happening in American politics on a daily basis. And I try to post every morning, making basically a recap of the previous day and just talking in a general sense about what is going on in America. And so basically, let's start first with the uh, March for Israel protest, or rather rally, it wasn't really a protest, uh, in the National Mall yesterday. And so yesterday, Speaker Mike Johnson and Senator Chuck Schumer came together and they spoke at the March for Israel rally and they uh, stood in solidarity with Israel and supported Israel in their endeavors to actually fight off Hamas and to free the Palestinian state from the evil, as well as obviously get rid of the terrorism that has affected Israel since October 7th. And so basically... Another thing I want to talk about in terms of Speaker Mike Johnson is the stopgap bill he was able to get passed in the House yesterday. And what's interesting, however, is that a lot of Republicans actually were very much against it. And so what came down to it, it was a very bipartisan uh, vote because many Democrats, except for two Democrats, opposed the stopgap funding bill. And 93 Republicans opposed it. Overall, it was 336 to 95. And so that bill uh, was passed, and tomorrow, or the in the next following days, the Senate will pass it. And Joe Biden in the White House said uh, that they will make sure that he signs it so that the government doesn't shut down on midnight this Friday. And so basically, I just want to talk about like what is in this bill. In this bill... The reason why so many Republicans or hardline conservatives like Matt Gates or Trip, Chip Roy is because they wanted to see some funding go into protecting the border as well as some additional support for Israel and among other things. Mike Johnson wanted to be able to pass this bill easily, and he knew that the hardline conservatives, it is impossible to basically make them happy these days because they literally got rid of the last Republican speaker in the House just because he was willing to compromise. And Mike Johnson is almost the same way. And you can see that either way, McCarthy and Mike Johnson and whoever you get, they're going to compromise because that's their job. They're going to compromise and they're going to try to pass as many bills as they can because that's what it's all about. That's your job. Like as Speaker of the House, that's your job to make sure and try to get support from both sides of the aisle to be able to pass something. Because guess what? It is a huge issue that's happening at the border. But in order to address the issue at the border, the government has to stay open in order to address those issues. So uh, it's good that a lot of the Democrats supported Mike Johnson in this endeavor, except for two. I just think that's remarkable. Only two Democrats rejected the bill. Um, so just as long as the Senate passes it through the chamber uh, before Friday, President Biden and the White House, as I said, will sign it and the government won't shut down. Because if they don't get it through the chamber and the Senate, the government will shut down on Friday at midnight. And basically, in other news, I'm also going to start talking about one of the Senate hearings that happened yesterday and the result, the very awkward result of what happened. But it's mostly funny because 
It's a, like, so for context, Senator Mullen, before becoming a senator, he was a businessman, a CEO, and basically O'Brien, Sean O'Brien, the head of one of the nation's largest, most influential unions, was appearing as a witness. Bernie Sanders asked him to be a witness in this trial. And basically it was just supposed to be, it was supposed to be a hearing about economic reform and trying to figure out how, whether the Teamsters that are representing uh, UPS and other companies, whether they're actually asking for realistic improvements in pay and benefits and wages and whatnot. But basically on X yesterday, O'Brien, Sean O'Brien basically said, hey, listen, you're a greedy CEO, Senator Mullen. You're a clown. You're a fraud. You're not self-made and all these different things because uh, Senator Mullen isn't exactly the most supportive of unions. So Sean O'Brien just immediately went to X and just attacked him on there. Granted, I'm not saying that Sean Sean O'Brien was wrong for doing it, but it's just interesting to see this interaction because you would think it would just stay on X, right? Just like a little, just a little, just a little poking, a little argument over X over social media, you know, the usual stuff. But it bleeded over into the hearing yesterday, and this was the conversation that they had. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place... Anytime, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your solution? Every poll. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Active. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Jim. it. Hold it. If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't make like it worse. Thugs and you, bullies. You have, and you have I don't like you because you Hold just it. described yourself. Hold it. You have yeah. the mic. Yeah. You have time. All make right. Your statement. Then let's do this because I did challenge you and I accepted your challenge and you went quiet. No, I didn't go quiet. I was, no, I was, the, you no, no, challenged no. me to a cage match, no, no, acting no. like a 12-year-old schoolyard hold bully. Excuse me. Hold it. No, excuse me. I, have the I mic. will say, I will say exactly. Senator what Mullen, said. I have the mic. You have questions on any economic issues, anything that's like, go for it. We're not here to talk about physical abuse. You brought. We're not talking about, of course and, I did. And let me, tell, let me show you his hearing, because I want to, I want to expose this thug to who he is. And you're not pointing at me. That's disrespectful. All right. I don't care about respecting you at all. I, respect I don't respect you respect. at all. So all right, hold let me, it. Let me, hold let me. it. No. <laughs> so just from hearing that, you can basically get the joke of a senator, Senator Mullen is, as well as, honestly, Sean O'Brien. Neither of them should be acting like this. They're acting like 15-year-olds at this Senate hearing where they're trying, where Sean O'Brien is supposed to be this professional union man. And granted, you know, there's a lot of opinions about unions. I'm not going to get into my opinion because I don't know what to fully think about them myself. But I do think in, in certain jobs, you definitely need a union. You need a union to represent you because um, workers can be easily taken advantage of. And I do think that the working class should have unions um, in a general sense. Uh, but what's interesting is that I just feel it's funny because I feel bad for <laughs> Senator Bernie Sanders because he has to deal with these idiots screaming at each other. Not really screaming, but just like 
<laughs> so like as soon as he says right at the beginning of the clip he says uh how about you get your butt up well you get your butt up he immediately stands up and acts like he's gonna fight him it's hilarious you got you should actually go and look up the video online it's it's so funny to watch i've watched it like five different times now and i just i just die every single time but basically what's interesting about this, I, I just think it's just interesting in itself. We don't even have to talk about the context. Even though I explained some of the context before playing the clip, like, it still is hilarious. It's like, they sh neither of them should be acting like this. Like, people are attacked on X all the time. Like, grow up, Senator Mullen. <laughs> like, seriously, you're going to get butt hurt about just a stupid hearing or just this guy who you definitely obviously disagree with. But I mean, obviously, there's other things at play. I get it. But it's just funny to see these two go at it because everyone in the courtroom is trying not to laugh. And you can hear a couple of people laugh, obviously. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I just thought I would share that because I thought it was hilarious. And then finally, this is the last thing I'll talk about today. The Supreme Court said Monday it has adopted a new code of conduct following a series of high-profile corruption scandals. Um, this was from democracynow.org. So basically, Clarence Thomas, he's he used to be the chief justice, but now he is uh, one of the associate justices. And basically, the thing with him is that people were questioning his ethical morals and... Uh, ethics because he would go on these really expensive trips with his billionaire friend who's uh, apparently right wing and people were basically uh, upset because here's this judge who's supposed to just judge by the law and not by a political uh, I guess agenda and this billionaire at least this is what they uh, what they see it as this billionaire is trying to influence him and so therefore he shouldn't be going on these trips and he shouldn't be accepting these expensive gifts from his uh, billionaire friend. And the thing is, is this, I do believe that justices should be clear of uh, any kind of judgment and their political bias shouldn't go into the way they interpret the law. But this is the thing, you can't control a person just because of the position that they have. Like, if his friend is a genuine friend and he's not trying to use his money to influence the way Clarence Thomas uh, thinks or ha has an opinion of, then I don't see the harm in that. Like, literally, in, in, like, this is the funny thing, too, because it, it wasn't just him. It was also all sorts of other Supreme Court justices who were being questioned. So it was just, like, a, a big mess. But it wasn't necessarily a mess. It was just a bunch of people making a big deal about basically nothing. Because guess what? They're United States citizens, too. Yes. Are they the Supreme Court of the land? Absolutely. And they should be free of judgment when they're interpreting the law. And I get the idea that if if this billionaire guy is just using these gifts to entice him to uh, rule on certain rulings in the Supreme Court a different way, then I get it. That is dangerous. But... The thing is, is that we can't control people either. And basically what happened is that this code of ethics that they passed on themselves is basically restricting them to do anything of the sort. Like, for instance, going accept fancy gifts, accept uh, a bunch of money or accept uh, these fancy trips that Clarence Thomas was given and stuff like this. So basically, but people are upset about them making this rule on themselves or this code of ethics on themselves because how is it enforceable? And it's enforceable only through the Supreme Court justices themselves. And this is the thing. I think it should only be that way. And another branch of government should not enforce these code of ethics because if they're going to do that every single time, like a justice 
or the Supreme Court like makes a decision on something, the opposite side to that decision can be like, oh, well, you're violating these ethics. And then they can basically use a, use that as a witch hunt to basically blame them of all sorts of other things. Like, for instance, right here, it says, uh, it also states that the justices should not, to any of substantial degree, use the judicial resources or staff for non-official activities. A comment commentary released with the code elaborating on some of its provisions said that, that the justices who are weighing a speaking engagement should consider whether doing so would create an appearance of impropriety in the minds of reasonable members of the public. Which basically means uh, whenever they make a public appearance, is it for a certain political side? And if it is, it's unethical. Uh, and then also, as I said, uh, reading the, basically the nine-page code contains sections codifying that justices should not let outside relationships influence their official conduct or judgment, spelling out restrictions on their participation in fundraising and reiterating limits on the accepting of gifts. And unlike other members of the federal judiciary, the Supreme Court's life-tenure justices had long acting with no binding binding ethics code. The ad absence, the court said in a statement accompanying the code, had led some to believe that the justices regard themselves as unrestricted by any ethics rules. So this is why people are upset about this code of ethics, this nine-page document that the Supreme Court made up for themselves, because there's no accountability. But guess what? I think that this is right, the direction that they're going, because it's like, as I said, people are just going to use witch, hunted, witch hunts if a certain branch of government uh, has oversight over the Supreme Court. And that should not be the case, because the, the branches of government shouldn't control each other. They're separate entities, and they're supposed to be able to act in certain ways. And yes, do I, I agree a little bit with this code of ethics? Sure. Uh, I don't think that these justices should be weighed by the amount of money or by the uh, value of gifts that they gift get in terms of like whether it actually influences their decisions on rulings. But as I said, I think that they're American citizens and they should just do uh, whatever they want and whatever they want to do in their free time because this is after all a free country. I do understand because like this is the thing. They're not ruling these rules like restricting themselves. These are code of ethics. This is the expected uh, way to act in front of the public, to, an expected way to act as a Supreme Court justice because it's a very prestigious position. It's not a normal political position. You're not voted in. You're appointed. And so when you're appointed, you are representing the law itself. You are not representing yourself or a people you were representing the law in front of the people if that makes sense and that's why this code of ethics is important because it's not about restricting their freedom of speech it's not about restricting what they do say or uh basically think it's about them being able to interpret the law with an unbiased judgment i mean the, the thing is every everyone's human in this court so therefore they are going to be slightly biased in whatever they decide and whatever they um you know, think about, but their ultimate goal is to be as, as unbiased as they can. And therefore being unbiased to represent the law in its full, full, full totality. Um, so I hope that kind of like summarizes the whole issue with the Supreme court and what's going on with this code of ethics. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. Tune in tomorrow morning, obviously, because it's a daily podcast. So obviously I'll be there this, uh, tomorrow morning. And also, I will also say, I don't know if I plan to release a podcast per se on the weekends, um, just because this past weekend when I began doing this daily political review of the news past uh, in the past uh, week or past day, I mean, there isn't a lot that happens in the week 
days or the weekend, sorry, because the government isn't in session. And so, so therefore, since the government isn't in session, there isn't a lot of news to go off of, except for like random things that are happening. So I think I'm going to use those days as reviews of the week, or at least talking about a political subject I want to talk about, or even a video. So we'll see. But anyway, thank you guys for listening and uh, make sure to check out the social channels. Obviously there's not, I haven't posted in a while, but go follow those social channels because eventually I'll post something. So have a good day. And, uh, yeah, tune in tomorrow. See you guys. Bye.